Wig life. Got a car for a drunk in somebody's trunk. Wig life. Wig life. Wig life. Wig life. Got a call to the mall. Dead guy in the stall. Wig life. Wig life. Wig life. Wig life. Got a call for a break and it turned out to be fake. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Got a drive really fast, and it was was a blast. Rig life, rig life, rig life, oh, rig life. Showed up to the scene, and they asked us to stop asked singing that damn song. Rig life, rig life. Well, hello everybody out there. As you can hear, our new opening song, "Rig Life." It'll be available in a store near you in no time. And the top of the charts of Apple iTunes. Hi, Erica. Hi. How are you? This is the inaugural episode of Rig Life. And thank you to Danielle for picking this awesome name. It's probably thanks, Danielle, because this name has really given us many laughs. It has, because we think, how long has it been? Like a week we've been singing Rig Life? Yeah, probably about a week. And it changes every time. Um, you, yeah, you, you'll see. I think you'll grow to love it after a while. Oh. <laughs> we both just stare at each other. Do yeah. you know why? I'm singing it in my head. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, you might want to check out Spotify later because we might be on it. <laughs> and uh, feel free to um, yeah share it with others and walk around singing it. Okay, now let's get started in today's episode. Erica is going to talk about a couple of. Um, Interesting standout cases that she experienced while working as a paramedic. So why don't you get started, Erica? Okay, this is going to be a good one. Um, so I, this one actually broke my heart because I care more about animals than humans. So um, I totally should have been a vet. Me too. Me too. Um, so uh, what had happened uh, on one of the highways in Ontario, um, a guardrail, uh, or sorry, a, a, a truck that transport animals, you know, like the big long 18 wheelers and you can see through them and yes, yeah, those, yeah. I hate those so much. Mm -hmm. So, um, this one was carrying cattle and, uh, it, it hit the guardrail on the side of the highway and, um, mm. yeah, it spun out and flipped. And so two of the cows actually, uh, were the only casualties, thank God. Um, but, but they had to be put down by local law enforcement. That was the worst, um, and so I know what, did, what did that scene look like? Like describe it. It d I, the only way I can describe it is like a big family barbecue. No, I'm just joking. Oh my god, <laughs> not a big family barbecue. Um, <laughs> do you did you see my face? Your face was incredible. Because I, like, I totally I can't believe she fucking said that. Yeah, no, no, it was I actually believed you. <laughs> I was picturing like you know Bubba and Betty Sue and just right from the cow right to the barbecue. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that wasn't it. Okay, uh, it, it was horrible. I'm a huge animal lover, huge. Mm -hmm. So seeing that was a lot worse than seeing anything that I've ever seen before. How did the call come into you? Um, it came in as a car accident. Okay. So we had no idea. Um, they didn't say casualties. There was nothing like that. Uh, so when it comes in as a car accident, and it, it wasn't we, it would, wasn't run as a code. So uh, obviously that doesn't sound bad. But when we got there, there's two suffering cows. It's bad. But no, I, again, I, it I I it would bother me every bit as much. I think. Yeah. So was it that they were going down the highway? A car cut close, and the thing didn't move. No. Over. Oh, <laughs> move over. 
It, you know, I, and the driver had a cow. The driver had a cow. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Forgive so, me. Well, the, the biggest thing was, um, the driver asked, uh, law enforcement if he could keep the two dead cows. So, you know, um, you see a lot of crazy things. Yeah. Uh, you really do. Um, I mean, that was something that I'd never want to see again. You know, mm. when I when even driving to work now and, you know, you see one of those trucks carrying the chickens or the cows, it's heartbreaking. You just want to like cut in front of the, you know. I'm the same way when I see them. I, I, I look and then I turn my, I yeah. my eyes immediately because I just can't like... I can't. And I'm not a vegetarian. But I I eat meat too. So do I. So like what kind of dick am I? No, but here's the thing. It's the way that they're killed. If if an animal is killed in a humane, proper way, Mm -hmm. that's different. I don't know. I I don't know anybody who works on a meat farm. I'd like actually to learn something about this. But, you know, when I think about, you know, a rod getting shot through a cow's head to Mm. kill them, that breaks my heart. Like that's... I can't see that being a humane way. Have you heard about Temple Grandin? No, I sure haven't. Well, she is this incredible woman um, with autism. And going back to the 1950s, I I may not be correct, you guys can tell me. But as it turned out with her autism, she had to be squeezed. Like I've heard like uh, people that with autism like to have heavy blankets. And they like to feel like almost like they're being compressed sometimes. Right. Um. At least this was her case. And believe it or not, she she was brilliant and she built and she was going she went to university. And she built something that almost looked like when you see the cows, they they put them in the stall, their head sticks out, and that's yes. how they get their vaccines and stuff. Yep. Well, she kind of built something like that for herself. Wow. Yeah. So to help her feel comfortable at night and or when she would get very anxious, she would go into this to this sort of stall she built for herself. So from there she changed the face of how cows are herded up to be brought to slaughter so oh. that so that they humanely walk them in this um like almost like a circle with a a a ramp that is gets smaller but not you know what i mean like they can right. go and they can go through one at a time and so the, they found that the the cows like started to calm down um and so i know this is a little bit off topic but it's, it's no it's, kinda, that's it's nice to know it's kind of a cool story that this this woman who people in the world will you know uh, not give people chances or or throw throw them away is is just ridiculous because she's brilliant it, this is a movie is called uh temple grandin and uh there's a book and she does i don't know if she's still doing it but she would go on the road so someone with autism who struggles yeah, that's with crazy you know with anxiety and and, uh, you know, uh, being around like socially and stuff like that. She, she's amazing. So yeah, a little plug for Temple. No, that's in there. awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. I, it brings me to thinking of a song, you know, like the one, um, as a walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Yeah. but the, not the original, the actual like, walk through the valley of the shadow, shadow of death. death. I, I took a look at my life and realized there's nothing left to put. Okay. That's a little off topic. Okay, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's to your move next- on. Uh, next story I have is um, we uh, did get a call um, a hoarder's house to a hoarder's house um, where they didn't know if the uh, person was already deceased. So uh, we just basically went in there. Um, the person was clearly deceased. the The worst thing was um, the amount of garbage in this person's home was 
I can't even tell you. It's uh, It was probably a good three and a half feet high up your leg. So did you walk through it or walk on top of it or what? Basically on top of it. Um, there, it, it was so, like a lot of the stuff uh, on top was new, new things. There was, I can't even tell you, wool, TV, like there was a TV in a box. So is this not unlike what you would see on the TV show? It was probably worse than what you would see on the TV show. To so, be honest. So, okay. That, that, so this is something that I, I don't know if many people think about is that the scenes that you guys go to aren't always the crash on the side of the highway. Oh, or God, no. The heart attack uh, somewhere. It's you, you walk into these really filthy places or unsafe environments. Yeah, you do. Um, you know, you, you, sometimes you walk into a house and, um, you know, there's drug paraphernalia all over the place. And not only are you having to take care of this patient, you're having to worry about poking yourself with something that's laying out, laying around. And it, it's, it sometimes can be scary and it's, it kind of gives you a, uh, a look into the, the person you're treating's life. And as you really have to hold back your own personal judgment, I, I try not to be judgmental about anyone. That's a lie. But um, <laughs> you can take that out. Um, but I, uh, it's hard. It's hard looking at these this person that you're treating, knowing that they live like this. Why do you live like this? You automatically think that's disgusting. But then there, there, what's the reason? Mental health is a huge reason. For sure. And there's not enough resources out there for these people. But it, but it is disgusting. Um, and no no person, no animal should, you know, no nobody should live like that. Absolutely not. So that makes you go, okay, there, there's gotta, there is a, a reason for this. Maybe not one we can understand. No. But uh, no, I mean, the scenes that you guys walk into... Um, are and they must be horrific. Yeah, some of them. You know, some of them. Yeah. yeah, some of them are pretty. Uh, there's been, you know, there was a gentleman's house. He collected newspapers. So when we went in, uh, I'm going to say thousands upon thousands upon thousands of newspapers. So basically, it's a you know a fire. It's a fireman's dream, right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, and I mean, you know, these people are take. Let's say here's a you know taken to the hospital, you know. Um, everything's fine. You're good to go. And they're going back into that. And there's no, you know, they'll, they'll sign them up with a social worker and they'll, you know, they'll try all these things. And, but there's nothing that, you know, somebody goes to the home and, and really follows up saying, you know, like there's so many steps that these people, sorry, the, the government should start to take. Whereas, you know, something like this happens, they're told, you know, uh, listen, you know, we'll set you up as a social worker from the social worker. We'll set you up with this person, you know, this person will, these people will come in and clean your house and then somebody to work with them to try and maintain it. But you there's know, no follow up. Is there's there no a- follow up. No, there's so- no follow up. I, I worked for a company, um, that we did, uh, hoarders cleanups and there's, we'd go in and we'd clean. And then the next year, same call, same house, uh, twice as bad as it was. So what was, what was the smell like in there? You can't even describe the smell. The smell is that of, if you've ever, you've obviously smelled gangrene. Yeah. It's like gangrene mixed with. Gangrene is sort of a sweet. uh, It sticks to your nose hairs. Yeah. Like how I can explain gangrene. Once you smell it, it's like you can't, um, 
unsmell it. No, you really can unsmell mm-hmm. it. It's like ketoacidosis, same yeah. smell. It's yeah. it's sweet, very, very sweet. Sweet and rotten at the same that's time. That's kind of how it smells, sweet and rotten. Well, there's that sickly sweet, I guess, rotten exactly, smell. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, but you're wearing a respirator. So, you know, you throw a little Vicks under there. You really kind of oh, can't smell anything. thank God for Vicks. Yeah, thank, thank you, Vicks. <laughs> yeah. I guess the Vicks company, when they first made it, they, they didn't know it would be used uh, like very often for... Uh, <laughs> healthcare professionals to not all smell of them stuff. police fire everybody uses oh, them oh my god well you know you guys play a huge role in how we care for the patient or carry carry forth with caring for the patient because sometimes they come in they don't have any family no they don't have any documentation and maybe a medical history that we know of so the fact that you can tell us uh, what what you saw, what you witnessed, and or if they had family, how they were treated, the per, how they treated the person, etc. Um, yeah, we have like you guys have are so valuable with information. Not only did you show up there, you saw it, you brought these pe- this person in, and then I don't know what we would do sometimes without the the not just like okay, well their their vitals are this and they're stable with this and yeah yeah yeah. No, I mean that that stuff is is so important. Well, you, I think you need more. Um, not that a lot of paramedics aren't caring. You get to a certain point, I think in your career where it's just, you know, you kind of got it. You're, you have to be cold because if you're not, it's, it's, it starts to affect you and those that it affect. I mean, look, unfortunately with any sort of, uh, essential service, the suicide rate right now is way too high. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more as well. And we definitely, I think that we, we can do a whole episode talking about that. I think that's, it sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, uh, anybody who's listening out there that is in the, um, uh, like you said, essential service community, uh, you know, we've got each other yeah. and we, uh, who understands us more than others. So if you can turn to someone and, and talk, and that's a hard thing to do because we are supposed to be tough, right? Message us. I mean, even talk to us, we could be complete strangers, but I mean, maybe yeah. you just need that, you know, understanding from somebody else. But to reach know. out, please. Yeah, please you know, reach out. You know, you're not alone. And, uh, even though you might feel that way, but, uh, yeah, please reach out. So, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's tough because not only, I mean, how long was the person deceased for? I'm going to say uh, probably about 12 hours. It, also wasn't, was it wasn't that long. Yeah, it was uh, the son uh, had called in. So did he live there? He did live there and his was the only room clean in the entire home so so how did the rest of it not encroach though i mean if there was bugs and mice and um it did uh so you know how they say uh rats and mice never live together they did in this house oh my god there was enough to go around oh there was way too much to go around um that it, unfortunately the the saddest part it was uh you know the family were a tight family so this was their, you know, their wife, the mother that was deceased. And, you know, it, it's sad because they seemed like such caring people, yet you look around and you're like, whoa, it's a disaster in here. But do you think her living condition contributed to her death? It absolutely did. Yeah. In what way? Um, You're you're constantly in filth. I mean, she was bedridden. Um, okay. She, so what, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask so, you what her, um, her diagnosis was or which, what was her health history? Did she, you know? uh, she was bedridden. Uh, she was a diabetic, um, oh, uncontrolled geez. diabetic in a filthy environment, extremely uncontrolled diabetic. So ulcers, oh. uh, it led to infection. She didn't get them treated. So she was it, septic. She was septic. Yeah. So, oh, just sad all around. Well, I don't know how you guys, yeah, 
um, I've all, I, I thought about being a, becoming a paramedic even after instead of nursing or, or that and uh, that aspect of it. Um, like <laughs> most people don't don't think about right. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm happy that it's over. I'm happy that you know I'm I'm out of the industry now. But I also you know there's days when I'm like, oh my god, I miss it. I just it's the adrenaline, yeah. the you know being on a scene like that, and I, I do miss it. But yeah, no, I miss it too. I miss it too. And uh, hey, maybe we should go get like um, an old van. And do treatments out of the van? We'll no, probably we get arrested in about a week. No, we can't. <laughs> we'll go just do like, did you hurt your knee? Here's the band-aid. Here's a band-aid and we'll have, we'll talk like this. <laughs> Here's a band-aid. Oh no, is that a bruise on your forehead? Here's a band-aid for it. You'll be fine. Are you hungry? Have a Pringle and a band-aid. Here's a band-aid. Put a band-aid on it. And we'll go to the dollar store and get like the worst. Band-aids. Oh, like Dora the Explorer band aids. Do they even sell Dora, those there? Dora, Dora. Oh, for sure they do. But they'll probably end up in the ER with rashes because the band aids are so bad. They absolutely will. And you know what? But that's not our problem. Once they leave our van, <laughs> our nineteen eighty six Safari. I don't know cars. Yeah, so. but it, it can't it can't be white because they're gonna think we're like serial killers. No, it can't be white. Maybe a, a nice uh, a beige color, if you will, champagne beige. I want um, I want the shag carpet, one hundred and ten percent. And if it's rocking, bac- don't come a knocking. <laughs> the bacteria that that shit holds is disgusting. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> no, let's get it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. Whatever, who cares. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you want to end today's episode with a funny story? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you go. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me a funny story. No, no. I want to hear a funny rig life story. Oh, do you want to hear a funny story that happened? I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. This that is your show. All right. Somebody just died upstairs. <laughs> so um, one time we were cleaning at the back of the truck and at base, and uh, I took a step back. It's pretty funny, kind of. I took a step back, and I fell out of the back of the truck. But I only landed on my ass. Yeah, that that's funny. It is. No, it's funny because I had the biggest bruise, which I have a picture of because my partner took a picture of my ass. So I'll show you the picture. <laughs> um, and I looked around. So I thought we were by ourselves in the cleaning bay because it was like, it's like a big bay. If you picture it, like a bunch of ambulances are in it. Yeah. And so we're cleaning kind of in the middle, spraying everything down and cleaning everything. And so I fell and I was so dirty like my butt was covered in dirt. So then I was more embarrassed than anything. I look around and there's so many people in there. There's like eight people standing there staring at me. Like, you know, I'm like, is somebody going to be like, yo, are you okay? Nothing. <laughs> so I stand up. And my, all these like health, all these like nine one oneers looking at you going, Oh, oh God, I'm so embarrassed. This is so uncomfortable. Yeah. It was so, it was so uncomfortable. So I had to clean myself off with cavi wipes. And if you, the smell of cavi wipes, it's clean. Like when you smell a cavi wipe, it is like, it's the, if you could smell the dictionary under clean, it would be a cavi wipe smell. Cavi wipes can kill bacteria. 99.9%. No. No, like tuberculosis. Oh, yeah. It's the worst disease, cavi wipes. I actually caught. (laughs) Oh, when she says she actually caught. Okay. So I had this um, patient. She was a little old lady and she was incontinent in diapers. And I caught her daughter pulling some cavi wipes out to go wipe her bum with. What? Yeah, she would have like wiped the brown right off, like the pink right off her butthole. <laughs> she, 
She would have wiped more than that <laughs> off her butthole. We actually have to wear gloves with them because they're cancer causing. Yeah, they are. It's a carcinogen. You have to definitely wear gloves. What? Yeah. So I was like, no. How long have you been wiping your mother's ass with those? <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I thought they were like, uh, like uh, handy wipes. I'm like, no, 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 those are. Let us get you a, a, a basin and a soap and a... And a and yeah, and, the yeah, people aren't sometimes aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. Oh, all you have to do is smell... What soap? No, you guys have to Listen, understand. This stuff burns your no, nose hairs when you smell it. I smelled for the rest of the day. I had to walk around and people were like... You could tell people were like, what does that smell? Yeah. Is that coming from her? It's a cavi wipe. She smelled... It's a cavi wipe. Back off. Yeah, it was... Uh, one time I, I uh, went to bend down... Like, I bent down to lift the stretcher and split the back of my pants <laughs> and had probably about a... I'm going to say a good 8 to 10 inch slit down the back of my pants that I had to put together with black duct tape for the rest of the day because I didn't have an extra pair. Well, there you go. See, you guys can handle anything. Anything with duct tape. Even ripped drawers. Well, I was wearing underwear, but th- the point is my pants were <laughs> Well, thank ripped. God. <laughs> thank God it wasn't a commando day. You've been looking at two cracks that day. <laughs> <laughs> two cracks. Hey, Cracker Jack. Here's my crack on the outside and my crack on the inside. Oh, my God. Take that out. What's wrong no, with us? I'm not going to take it out. All right. Well, <laughs> so uh, so that's the end of today's rig life. Should we, should we play the song at the end? I think so. All right. So you guys are going to get another rig life so if you don't want to hear it um just turn it off now uh actually wait i have something to say um i think we're probably going to be pretty famous from the song yeah so i really think uh, maybe next year for 2020 you guys should watch out for us on the grammys i just wanted to throw that out there uh and the junos and the junos yes, yes. yes. it's our the canadian junos. grammys it is um i mean stomp and tom might be there uh absolutely a little jan arden yeah there we go yeah nickelback Oh, Nickelback. <laughs> I had a buddy who went um, out for Halloween with just a nickel tape to their back, and they were Nickelback. Oh, that's... that's uh, I, Halloween ideas, guys. Halloween ideas. I think the world hates Nickelback. I don't know how they ever made it. Uh, you know... It's look like the at biggest... this photograph. No, thank you. I'm turning it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. Enjoy Rig Life. Peace. Thank you for listening. For a drunk in somebody's trunk. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Got a call to the mall, dead guy in the stall. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Got a call for a break and it turned out to be fake. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Gotta drive really fast and it was. Was a blast. Rig life, rig life, rig life, rig life. Showed up to the scene and they asked us to stop, stop singing, singing that damn song. Rig life, rig life.